I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. friends. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we're going to talk about de-influencing and how to avoid holiday overconsumption. Obviously, a very appropriate topic for this time of year, but I think that the takeaways from today's episode can be applied to life in general far beyond the holidays because the world we live in, we all know. It's just you're getting bombarded by ads left and right. So we have a lot to unpack with this topic. So we're going to keep our catch up a little more brief today so that we can really get into this. So Kara, how's the week been? How's future you in Mexico? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, future me will be in Mexico right now and I'm loving it. Hopefully I love Mexico so much. It's just a great place. So warm, getting me away from St. Louis. But yes, I briefly mentioned this in last week's episode, but I went to a destination wedding over Thanksgiving in Cancun and then I'm staying for a week after that because I randomly got booked on a hotel shoot which happened to work out. It literally starts the Monday after this wedding. So then I just get to stay. The wedding goes through Sunday. And then I just get to stay one night and then go to a hotel shoot on Monday. So the universe really worked in my favor because I'm already there. So yeah, that's my updates. I hope I can have more to share. I hope the wedding was amazing. Congrats to the Westoffs. Woo. It's actually, it's gonna be really fun. It's all of our friends from college. So I feel like that's just going to be insane and just so chaotic at an all-inclusive Mexico. But I'm here for it already. But no, I'm just excited to travel with Connor. I love traveling with him when I get to. So he's going to be with me at the wedding and we're going to have a good time. I love that. Do you have an outfit picked out? I rented a Newly box and I'm praying <gasps> that it comes in time. So I do have dresses. Like I can just rewear something. But I really want my Newly to come so that I can wear that 
this week. Newly is a very on-brand thing for today's episode. Yeah. Which we can get into as Newly is just like a great solution for things like this. Yeah, Newly used to be one of our sponsors and I fully pay for it now because I mean I was paying for it before too, because I genuinely love and use their rental subscription, but I love wrenching clothes and I feel like it definitely ties into this. But that's my updates. Anything with you going on? Okay, yeah. A fun thing. The last couple of Sundays, Clay and I have gone to my yoga studio. He doesn't work out workout on Sundays. It's the only day of the week he doesn't work out. So I get him for that day, but then I guess I'm still making him come work out with me. <laughs> but the yoga <laughs> Yoga class is at 10 a.m. on Sunday and it's like the perfect time because we can still sleep in till like eight, but then like get up, make coffee, maybe start a few chores or something or just hang out and then get to yoga, get a good sweat in. And then it like sets the tone perfectly for our whole Sunday vibe. And last week we had one of Clay's best friends and his wife come and I hadn't got to meet the wife yet. So that was fun. And I had a friend from boxing come. So we like took up the whole first row. And then afterwards we stayed late. Thankfully there wasn't another class for a little while. And we like practiced headstands, handstands and tricks, I guess, postures. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really fun. And Clay and like his good friend are both very competitive in CrossFit. They actually did a competition together last month where they, they got first in it. So it was fun to see how different, say like walking on your hands is from a yoga perspective or from a CrossFit perspective and how those skills like translate. It's really interesting. But yeah, that was a fun Sunday thing we've done quite a few times this fall. And I'd love to continue that for forever. Forever. Yes, forever. (laughs) Oh, I love a good yoga studio. It just feels like a little sanctuary. Okay. Anything else? Do you want to share your peak of the week? I'm going to share one more thing because it's on brand for today's episode. Mm -hmm. I had a meeting with my financial advisor the last week and I highly recommend doing this right now, this time of year in particular, because he really made me be like, you're right. I got to buckle down because he's like, you know, we need to max out your Roth IRA contribution. Let's keep things in check because it's so easy in Q4 to spend tons of money on all of the things. Like, you know, that's really what we're talking about today is businesses need to get more profits at the end of the year. So you're just susceptible everywhere. And it's like the season of giving. So you're like, oh, my friend's coming in town. Oh, I'm going to do this thing. And it's just so easy to spend so much money. Mm -hmm. And so having a little chit chat with your financial advisor will be a good thing this time of year. I was like, I upped my investment and Roth IRA contributions to overcompensate like more than I do at other times of the year to keep me from spending Mm. money elsewhere this time of year. You're like, I literally don't have money. So yeah, (laughs) but I'm giving it to my, I'm paying myself, but I, to me, once I give it to him, it doesn't exist anymore. No, it's it's going to future you, which yeah is so much better. It's a much better yield of your money now. Exactly. And if you don't have a financial advisor to talk to, buckle up because we're going to put you into place right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if anyone needs a financial advisor, I can give you my guy's number. He's great. And I also feel like he's with the times because he works with quite a few like content creators and like small business owners. So I don't really have to explain to him why say like investing in the podcast is like a good thing to do. Like Mm. he's new school. Yeah, he gets it. He he gets it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, yay. Peak of the week. 
Yes. I'm going to say my peak of the week is, of course, having a fun trip with Connor. I hope it's fun. And also, uh, I'm shooting this hotel with my good friend, Logan. So I'm going to say another peak is getting to do another project with Logan. He was on the podcast uh, twice now, right? Yeah. Search Logan Armstrong. You'll see it. Um, AKA Logan is the person that's going to take my place as co-host on this show. <laughs> when I was listening to the episode that he came on recently, it was a, what would your bestie do? Yeah. I literally was. messaged Kara. Maybe I already said this, but I was like, I'm like firing myself as your co-host <laughs> and giving it to Logan because he's so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, also me and Logan are like the same person. We have the same Myers-Briggs. So we're very like intense. So I feel like when it's just like two very intense people in the same room, it's just so funny and just so fun. So I'm excited to be shit. We're both doing photography and videography for this hotel. So it's gonna be fun working together. And what's your peak? My peak is that I put some effort in the podcast studio, I would like to formally apologize for my audio in the Costa Rica episode. I am so embarrassed. I don't know. There was a variety of things that went wrong. I was cleaning out my office. So there like wasn't the amount of furniture that was in there. Usually my mic was like far away and I was like really excited to talk about the Costa Rica trip. So my mic was just like not close to me and I kept moving away. And yeah, so that lit a fire under my ass. <laughs> That's the good takeaway to prioritize the fuck out of my audio. So I got two curtains for the big window and they're like noise blocking curtains. Mm -hmm. So all of my street noise, because I feel like there's a drag race outside like every hour and I got a rug and I DIY'd some foam soundproof things. So let's just hope that my audio sounds much better than it did in the past. I'm, I'm excited for this new version of your audio. This is perfect. All right. Fingers read. crossed. Oh yeah, fingers crossed. Okay, let's read your guys' peaks. Anna said, I got to meet my boyfriend's new puppy. Oh my gosh, so cute. Hope that the puppy season is treating you guys well. And hopefully the puppy isn't chewing through all your stuff. I am sending all the good vibes. Okay, speaking of pet, Brittany said, I received an interview offer for my dream veterinary school. Interview scheduled for January 5th. Congratulations. That's such a great way to kick off your new year. It's awesome. Okay, I love this one. Allie said, finding your podcast is my peak. <gasps> Crying. Thanks for being here. We're happy to have you and we hope you stick around. As always, send in your peaks of the week on our Instagram story every Monday on Artie Friends Podcast. Make sure you're following the Instagram because we pick someone every week to be listener of the week as well. Make sure you rate and review either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or both. Send it to us and that will get you entered to win $10. We pick someone, like we said, every single week. So Artie Friends Podcast. Artie Friends Podcast. Artie Friends Podcast. Artie Friends, Friends Podcast. Friends Podcast. <laughs> you don't follow us. You're a hater, actually. So no, we love all 3,000 of you that are following us. Okay. Into de-influencing. What a topic. What a term that I've been seeing everywhere. So I'm very excited to dive into this. So just like a quick gut check. How are you feeling? How are you feeling on overconsumption or buying things? What's the vibe? How are you doing? Mm. Okay. Truthfully, remember last week or the week before, I said my Roman Empire was germs. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's half of my Roman Empire. The other one is overconsumption. Mm -hmm. I just think about literally every time I throw something away, I'm like, you're a horrible person. When I'm walking peaches and there's just trash everywhere outside, I'm like this poor planet. And then like I book a flight and I'm like, oh my God, I'm contributing. And then I order one fucking thing online and it has a box. I'm so bad. Like, I know I'm not saying that to shame anyone else for their choices. Like this is literally all me and my own world. Like 
obviously you guys know it's important to me because I have a secondhand shop and I don't even care what other people do with their lives. Like if I see someone go through a fast food line that has six kids and they got styrofoam everything, I'm like, that is their prerogative. It's fine. Like you do you. But like my own guilty conscious just like weighs on me so much. And so this topic just is really near and dear to my heart. And I don't want this to come off of like, I really don't care what you guys do. If buying every single thing from Amazon makes you feel good and it's convenient for you, have at it. That's fine. I'm not going to try to talk you off of that. I just know for my own guilty conscious, like I feel better when I shop local, shop at small shops, am mindful about my spending, don't have buyer's remorse after buying stuff. Like, of course, we all are only doing what we can. And like, I use a plastic cup when I go to Archetype across the street and I order things. But the I think the goal is to find the balance of doing what you can while also like being realistic about the world that we live in. Yeah. And I feel like for me, I feel empowered when I know that I'm not falling susceptible to overconsuming. So I feel like you can spend it on yourself to like give the power in your own hands. Because I feel like you're right. Like I don't judge anyone, of course, for what they're doing. But it is kind of the big companies' faults and these big industries that rely on us to buy everything that they're pushing, to want to overconsume, like that's what they're banking on. So I think we want to leave with that too. That like if anyone's to blame, it's not the people that are susceptible to these marketing tactics or the new norm that's being created. I feel like it's like the big companies that are really pushing, wanting everyone to buy, buy, buy. 100%. I cannot remember what Netflix documentary it is, but it talked about how Coca-Cola literally invented recycling, like the recycling program when they switched from the glass bottles that they used to just have in the United States. And when they went global, they were like, ah, we have to switch to plastic because the glass is like, it's not feasible to like ship it overseas. And so to make, like to justify them doing that, they invented the recycling program so that the consumers then felt like, oh, it's in our hands. We have to recycle. When it's like, no, it should have, Coca-Cola did not have to go global. That was their own choice. That's not the consumer's problem to fix like their greed, basically. And that's kind of the tone that has been set is like all of these huge, huge billions dollar businesses try to put it on us like it's the season you know you go anywhere and they're like would you like to round up for a dollar and I'm like how about you guys round up the dollar (laughs) you're you're you make billions of dollars take it out of your bottom line why do I have to round up 14 cents that sounds greedy but like you know what I mean like why it's just perpetuating that it's us as the individuals problem to solve not the corporations yeah and I feel like we wanted to do this topic like you said around the holidays because right now especially and I feel like it has been like this for a long time but all of my algorithms on TikTok, every single video is selling me something. And I definitely am getting advertising fatigue. I'm getting marketing fatigue. I'm just getting very over it of everyone saying this is the best lip gloss I've ever used. And everyone's saying this is the best workout set. It's the cutest workout set. I'm just like, I don't know who to believe at this point. I don't know if it actually is or if you just got this for free and know that you can make $5 off every purchase that people buy off your link, which is totally fine. Literally no hate to affiliate links. I do affiliate links as well. But I'm just saying in general, I feel like we're all just getting a little overwhelmed with the promotion of buying every single thing or jumping on every single trend. So I feel like we wanted to jump on and just talk about it. We were going to include this in the like takeaway thing to remember, but it seems like a relevant thing to lead with right now as you're kind of saying like TikTok has the shop thing on there and everyone seems to be pushing stuff. And I think part of the problem 
is that as inflation continues to rise and all of our lives are just so expensive, it's like you need insurance for this and a down payment for that. And everyone's trying to keep up with everyone that it's like you have to have side jobs to literally like exist nowadays. And so back in the day when people just used to have hobbies, like maybe they just made ceramics for fun or maybe they just posted on Instagram for fun or they mm-hmm. did CrossFit for fun. Well, now it's like, oh, I guess I could maybe make a couple extra hundred dollars if I monetize this and like that would be really helpful. So then safe spaces, quote unquote, like Instagram, like back in the day when Instagram first started, that was not advertising central. TikTok, Mm -hmm. when it first started, that was a fun place to go and be entertained by dancing videos. Now it's everyone selling you everything. And like you go to, I don't know, even a workout class or something. It's like you come here to listen to our podcast. Well, we have to have sponsors in order to like keep the show going. And so it's we can't just have a podcast as a little hobby. And so everyone is doing it which then saturates every billboard, every place you consume information, every place you go to be entertained. It's just everywhere. And I don't, I'm sure there are tons and tons of factors, but I think that's part of the problem of it. And as that perpetuates, you either are like, well, I don't give in or I fall behind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And to kind of summarize all these thoughts, I feel like for the de-influencing trend, which I really like about it, is that it just goes and I feel like the people that are making de-influencing videos are just being honest and being up front and keeping it real of like, okay, this actually works. This doesn't work. And it helps you make a good purchasing decision. And I feel like that's also something we talked about on this episode is like, okay, how do you decide what's actually worth buying? How do you sort through all the videos, all the information? And how do you prevent yourself from impulse buying something because you saw a really convincing video or heard something that made you want to buy it immediately? And like all these different sales funnels and marketing tactics made you feel like it was very urgent that you bought it right now. So how can you prevent yourself from falling into these traps that happen during the holidays. To take it away, could you thoroughly like explain like the definition of de-influencing? Yes. Okay. So de-influencing became popular because, quote, people were tired of seeing every single video recommending things that they either knew people didn't need or they knew the product actually stunk. So I feel like a lot of the videos that I see are like de-influencing you on specific viral product or de-influencing you on skincare, like yes to this, no to this. Uh, Because I know, as we were just saying, like every single product right now, I feel like that gets very popular, went very popular on TikTok or on social media. And even just to list some, like these are some of the things that I feel like have gotten very popular quickly on TikTok, like the Ugg boots. The newest thing that I'm seeing all over is like hangover caps, workout set hauls, the Ninja Creamy, like the Dyson Airwrap. I feel like these products just get so big. They come out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, every single person has it. Like I feel like every person has a Ninja Creamy. Every person has a Dyson Airwrap. Everyone has a walking desk treadmill, the Laneige lip sleeve mask, heatless curl rollers. Like the list goes on and on. I just was writing down things. I feel like either I was very influenced to buy or I just felt like was everywhere all of a sudden all at once. So I feel like with this, should we jump into how to decide when it's something that you actually need versus just something that you impulsively want? Yes. I I want to make one asterisk to what you said on that list of like things that you think everyone has. But that's the thing is like when you get on your phone, you get on TikTok or Instagram, Pinterest, you think everyone has the mm-hmm. latest UGG. But in reality, like it's not everyone and you don't have to be a part of everyone. And that's like what we want to hone in on is that these people that are, you know, like let's say Dyson Airwrap comes out with this, like these brands are very smart and they have marketing campaigns to make you think that it's everyone that has 
has it mm-hmm. by strategically choosing influencers with huge followings that very much match their following. And then it like perpetuates that, that you're like, oh, I'm seeing it everywhere. But it's like, it's your corner of your algorithm that you're mm-hmm. seeing these products. Because like you might be on a, a totally different side of TikTok. Like someone listening might be like, I've literally never seen any of those. Like I have certain, I've never seen a hangover cap or the right. turtle pillow or like whatever would you say that lineage lip sleeping mask like that none of those things have made it to my for you page Mm -hmm. so like in your reality for everyone we all have our own products that we think everyone has or that we're seeing quote unquote everywhere because our algorithms are so fucking targeted to exactly what it thinks that we want yeah or if you get one video with one thing part of a marketing funnel or a sales funnel is that someone needs to see something 7 10 15 times I don't know what the exact number is before they buy it. So I'm sure the TikTok algorithm served me one video of one of these products and is just going to keep serving it because now they make a profit if you buy through the app. So it's just probably goes to show exactly why some of these products you've never seen because you've never gotten one video on it. But then I've probably gotten 15, 20, 30 videos on it. And you're right. Each product is going to be different for each person. So that's such a good looking out shout because it's like, okay, take a step back. Does every single person on the planet have it? No, but that's what they want. That's the whole point of marketing is like to make it seem like everyone has it. You got to jump on it. Mm -hmm. And really all social media is and your following list is like a curated version of what you think your reality is. But the more you step out of malls or social media and you like actually look at real people on the street, you could like sit on a busy street corner and be like, okay, how many people actually did XYZ are wearing this latest trending pattern or color or Mm -hmm. whatever? Very few people. Yeah. And I think this topic is going to hit harder for some people. Like, to be honest, I do not really have an impulse shopping problem. I don't really buy a lot of stuff online, but I know that some people really do. And I feel like we all have our vices. So that could be someone's vice. So if this is your vice, you wrote down some very good tips for how to not feel like you're losing control of your bank account, honestly. Yeah. And I think the conversation points that we've talked to up to this point are really just setting the tone of awareness. Like once you realize how calculated the marketing strategies are, you can have some grace for yourself to be like, well, no wonder I'm fucking falling victim because these people do this for a living. They are very good at what they do. These companies do not get to billions of dollars of revenue a year by accident. Like they know what people's soft points are. They know how to, all of the tactics. So have some grace with yourself that you're just a regular person existing and you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And so we're just here to try to be like, as an FYI, not everyone has the Dyson Airwrap. I don't mm-hmm. have the Dyson Airwrap. Do you have the Dyson Airwrap? I don't have the Dyson Airwrap. Exactly. <laughs> like it's to because sh- no one really leads with like what they don't have. Yeah. And also to caveat at the end, we have a list of things because I think de-influencing is a little bit product specific, at least the content that I've seen. There are good products out there and there are videos that are genuine and authentic and people that work with brands that they genuinely actually do like. So at the end, we're going to shout out some brands that we feel like we've seen everywhere that are worth the hype. So let's go into what are some tips for deciphering what you actually need. What are your thoughts? Okay, first thing is if you can get it thrifted or secondhand or Facebook Marketplace or borrow... Because there's a lot of times, like, let's say you're going to this wedding and you're like, oh, I'll just get a newly and then I can have the dress. For the Airbnb, I'm like, well, I don't know if I needed two extra beds and another couch forever. So I'll just get them from Facebook Marketplace because they're going into an Airbnb, which it's not like it's my permanent home. So it's different guests all the time. That way, if the couch gets ruined, it's like, all right, I'm out $150, which is much more peace of mind for me. So a lot of times, if I can get something secondhand or from 
secondhand from either a vintage shop, Depop, Facebook marketplace, estate sale, garage sale. Ask a, a friend or a family member if they have it. Like it's wild what you can come up with in your community. Okay. Yeah. I love the tip of thrifting things. I feel like that is something that you've reached on the podcast and I think has really helped me. I know one time you gave an example of, I think it was a yoga mat where you said, okay, if I use this yoga mat that I thrifted or I think you either had it, I can't remember what it was. You had something that you thrifted and you're like, okay, if I use this 30 plus times, then I feel like this is good grounds that I can go buy a new one. And that rule has been so helpful. Or I think you even said something like, if you want an alarm clock or if you want something new, can you go buy it used, prove to yourself that you're going to use it. And then if you give it a hundred uses or 50 uses, then you can go out and buy the nice one. Because for me, I know that I really wanted sound machine and I found one at the thrift store for like $8. It works great. It's ugly. (laughs) And some of the features (laughs) don't work, but it's a sound machine. It made sound. And then to me, that allowed me to justify getting a nicer one One I proved to myself, okay, I'm going to use this every single night. And now that one's for my guests. And now I have my own sound machine, which has actually worked out perfectly having to because I'm like, okay, my guests need one as well. So I love the try it before you buy it theory that you put out. And it's like trying it with things at the thrift store that need a new home and also are way less of a financial commitment than going out and buying the new thing. Oh, I'm so glad that resonated. The yoga mat story was I borrowed my mom's, yes, I think for 30 classes. And then once I was like, yes, I'm actually going, I'm going to buy my own mat. And I'm currently kind of doing that with my boxing gloves. Like I've just been borrowing an old pair that the gym has. And they're like the Velcro starting to go on them. Like I'm ready for a new Mm. pair, but I told myself I needed to commit to like six months of going to boxing before I just bought my own gloves. So I'm I'm basically there now. I think I could get my own. But it does make you prove to yourself that, yes, I actually want this or this new hobby or sport or club I'm doing. Like, do I actually need to buy all the gear and equipment brand new? Or should I prove to myself that I'm actually interested in this thing before overindulging on all the new gadgets associated with it? Mm-hmm. We've been wanting to talk about this app that we are absolutely loving, and it's the way that we're keeping our screenshots organized, and it's called the Pager app. You know, the camera roll can be looking a little untidy sometimes, and a big (laughs) problem from that is the screenshots. And so we were like, there has to be a solution to this. That way, these screenshots don't just get lost in our camera roll, because that has happened to me so many times where I screenshot something, and then completely forget about it, go back to look for something months later. And I'm like, oh, I didn't remember that I screenshotted that event that I wanted to go to or that place Mm -hmm. that I should have saved, et cetera, et cetera. And so we're really excited that this pager app is now in creation. So what pager is, it is an app that turns your screenshots into bookmarks. So you can save them, organize them and find them. And you can find everything that you love across the entire internet. So with pager, you can rediscover your new favorite spots, restaurant recommendations, products, media, and more in all one place, all from your screenshots. It's literally that simple. When you put your screenshots in Pager, it recognizes the text within those screenshots, making everything searchable and organized. So to all of our creative listeners out there, if you're passionate about aesthetics and exploration, we definitely recommend giving Pager a try. It's like having your own curated little universe of inspiration and recommendations right in your pocket. Absolutely. So make sure to head over to the App Store and download Pager today. You can find it by searching Pager Screenshots. And thanks to Pager for being a sponsor of the Eerie Friends podcast. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. 
Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. Along with that, I feel like a good tip can be evaluate the longevity of what you want to buy. Is this made very well? Is this solving a short-term problem? Like how long is this going to serve you? Uh, For example, I think a lot of people impulse buy on clothes and there are a lot of fast fashion or even a lot of hidden fast fashion or just boutiques that sell expensive clothes that aren't made very well and are made of 100% polyester. And I've really been getting into understanding textiles, materials, and what things are made of. And a lot of our clothes are made out of plastic, unfortunately, which means they're going to shrink in the wash. They're not going to get a good wear. So can you take a look at what you want to buy and just see if figuring out what it's made of influences whether or not you want to purchase it or not. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of recommendations for Keens. I think it's a good website that has high quality, affordable clothes because they they use wools, linens, silk, but they take the name brand out of it. So that's just like a good shout for... There's ways to find affordable, well-made pieces. You, just, you have to just research a little bit and dig. No, it's literally infuriating how many of the Instagram brands are just polyester. And I feel like I've been preaching to a wall for five years over like literally the majority of the stuff that I had at New Wave was linen, 100% cotton. And I will like write on the tag. I was better about it when I just had New Wave. Now with 1404, we do a lot of volume. But I would write like all natural fiber, 100% Mm -hmm. linen, 100% wool, like uh, do not dry this or like make sure you care for it. And with that, if you guys do start buying natural fibers, like make sure you know how to take care of it because don't just throw everything together in the washing machine and then dry everything. Like a lot of these, especially vintage stuff, was made pre-heavy duty machine and dryer. And so just make sure you also educate yourself on that, especially if you're going to buy some really expensive linen or wool or leather suede jacket. Like the care for it is a little different than the $10 Shein shirt that you don't really care if it shrinks in the wash. Mm-hmm. Um, you wrote down this tip and I would love for you to share, but thinking of multiple ways to wear an item and your tip for the holidays. I thought this was clever. Thank you. I actually 
did this today when I was out thrifting this morning. <laughs> I wrote down like, do you need specific Christmas sweaters that you can only wear once a year? Or can you just purchase like a timeless red cashmere sweater, a badass black leather jacket, and then you can wear those items interchangeably all winter and for many years to come? It's kind of like a gripe I have with the holidays is, you know, how I said at the beginning, like part of my Roman empire is just like overconsumption and waste. Like seeing all the gadgety things and the plastic and all that with like, every single holiday. It's like themed plates, themed napkins, and all this stuff just like goes in the trash instead of in getting like really cool like glass or porcelain serving wear or timeless a black dress that you can wear for holidays for years to come. Things like that, that it's just not really practical for a lot of people to have an entire decor box for every holiday. Like I feel like that was such a thing of like our parents and grandparents generation is they're like time to get out all of the Christmas decorations and then like the whole box of Easter stuff and the whole boxes of 4th of July stuff. And like, frankly, I have one closet. I cannot fit this massive box for every single holiday of all of these things that can only come out for like two weeks a year. And so how can you decorate with more versatile objects or just like do a little bit less, but do it more mindfully? Like maybe maybe this time of year you add just like some extra twinkly lights and maybe like a real Christmas tree and mm-hmm. forego everything in the Target dollar bin aisle or whatever it is. And honestly though, to play devil's advocate, maybe it is you have one bin in your basement that's Christmas stuff and you let your yourself have that one bin and like you said don't go and buy because I feel like a problem nowadays isn't even having the Christmas decor the holiday decor it's the feeling that you need to buy new holiday decor every single year I feel like that's what I'm seeing more is like last year people did Christmas in beige and now it's like everyone's doing color and it's like people are going out and buying all new sets of decor so I'm going to challenge people that's fine if you have the bin (laughs) and you keep it for 20 years like at least our parents kept all those decorations for 30 plus years no, you're right. Yeah. It's not just it's not just the bin. It's like the the need to feel like you have to do so much all the time. Mm-hmm. But that I'm the person commenting on those videos saying I'm exhausted. <laughs> like that is just I feel like th- it's too hard for me to not be preachy in this episode when it like pains me that that's how the internet has become that they're like, "Oh, screw what was like what you guys all the investment you guys made in your holiday decor last year." No, now we're doing tacky Christmas. Mm, And you need these sheets from the newest collection. Like there's so many new, even Christmas things I feel like everyone feels like they need. So literally so exhausting. Yeah. Well, this is a good rule (laughs) that you wrote down too, is that think of three ways throughout the year that you can use the item. And if you can't reconsider, I really like that. Thank you. And I think that that can be at large for items or let's say you're about to buy a dress or a jacket or something and you're at the store and you're like on the fence. Ask yourself if there's three occasions where you could wear that item. I literally will tell customers that at the shop when they're like deciding and I'm like, all right, three places you're going to wear it. And they're like, um, graduation, my friend's wedding this summer and on the cruise I'm going on fall. And I'm like, okay, you can get it. Perfect. Yeah. And with thinking about whether you need something or whether you don't need it and you can wait, something that has very much helped me is to keep a little wish list. So I have a wish list in my notes app and I wrote down anything that I want. And I also have it shared with Connor because I feel like a lot of these things are things that we would both use. And it's just nice to know that like I'm satiating almost that habit of like wanting something new, but it's also kind of proving that it wasn't that necessary for purchase if it's been able to sit in the wish list. Like I'm not crying or like feeling uneasy about it every single day of my life. So I feel like a wish list is good because it also just 
it makes you kind of feel like you're scratching the need of the impulsivity that, that you need it. But also it gives you the time that you can wait a few weeks, months, whatever to buy it. And then if you have it in the wish list, it's also even better for getting good prices because then you can kind of think about that for a while instead of just buying it when you thought of it. Maybe there's a good sale going on or maybe there's a good price that happened because you waited on it. And you can add it to, like, if you have an anniversary or a birthday coming up, you could ask mm-hmm. for it for a gift. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think my wrapping up tip for this is to just consider what you're giving up by buying these items. Even if you are a millionaire, you still have a finite amount of money. The decimal point is probably just moving. You're probably deciding if you should buy the $60,000 car or the $80,000 car. But like, let's say you you want to buy the walking pad. It's $400. Challenge yourself to be like, okay, if I spend $400 on this, let me circle back to my either my goal list for the year, my if you have a wish list, look at your wish list or other maybe personal goals that you have. Like maybe you're getting married, maybe you want kids, maybe you want to put a down deposit on a house. What are you giving up by spending $400 on this walking pad? And if it's been a huge priority for you to say pay off your student loans or to save for your wedding, well, now you're less, less ahead on that goal than you would be if you could spend the $400 on that. Or if you're like, no, you know what? My goal was to walk 10,000 steps every day of the year. My goal was to prioritize my physical wellness this year. I work from home. It's hard for me to get out and walk during the day. This is going to help me reach those other things. So I think considering what you have to give up if you're buying, especially those bigger ticket items, or if you're someone who has the problem of buying smaller things all the time, like you just spend 10 money, $10 on lunch every single day. And if you can look back at a bank statement for like a couple months and add up and be like, damn, I didn't realize that like, because you know, people always say like, it's not my $5 Starbucks that's like hindering it. I do agree with that. But if you add it up over time, some of those five, 10, $20 purchases that are very impulsive that you don't think that much about actually can add up really, really fast, especially if you don't have a lot of disposable income. Like Mm -hmm. $100 a week is $400 a month, which is $4,800 a year. That's actually a lot of money. Mm -hmm. No, that's why I've already shouted this app out before, but I seriously love the Rocket Money app because it does tell you about sneaky purchases or sneaky subscriptions that linger on your bank account and keep charging you. Oh my God. Speaking of subscriptions, money win for me. I had this app subscription that was $29 a month and I had let it, it was a business subscription. So I was like holding on to it because I was trying to keep it to force myself to do the thing that I needed with the subscription. Mm -hmm. But then after six months, I hadn't done it yet. So I was like, okay, I need to cancel this because I'm clearly not doing it. And I contacted the company and said, is there any way I can get reimbursed for this? Like if there's something I can do, like I'd happily leave you a five-star somewhere. Like I love the product. I just like don't have a need for it right now. And they reimbursed me all six months. That's amazing. So nice. So if there is a subscription that maybe you've been paying for that you haven't been using, especially if it's like a massive, massive company like Disney Plus or something, see if you can get some money back. Why not? Yeah, 100%. So definitely check on the subscriptions. Make sure they're not creeping up on you because same thing here. I was paying $20 a month for photo storage when I already have storage on this other platform. But it just, I knew that downloading all the photos and switching it over was going to take me so long. So I literally paid for it for two years before I sat down one day and spent like the eight hours of downloading and transferring them over because I'm like, I just don't have that time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, they just creep up on you. So like, I don't even want to know how much <laughs> I spent. I mean, at least it was like it was getting used and those photos were very safe, like on that website and stuff. But yeah, it does 
does, it just creeps up on you. So you got to make sure you're checking them out, making sure. And I will say rocket money kept telling me every single month, you're spending $20 on this. Do you know that? <laughs> like, are you supposed to be? And I'm like, I know I'm not supposed to be. I need to switch over, but yeah. Okay. Wait, last, last thought on subscriptions is negotiating them. So Adobe, yeah. I think it's supposed to be 60 a month for the plan that I have. And I like contacted customer service and I was like, listen, I've been paying for Adobe for like 10 fucking years. Is there mm-hmm. any way there's like some category, like I'm not a teacher, I'm not a student. I don't know what you guys can put me in, like a lifelong supportive customer. And they <laughs> they knocked it down to 40. Yay. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a year ago I did that probably. So 20 extra dollars a month is 240 a year Yeah, for something that I have to buy no matter what. So I mean, if they said no, I was still going to pay for it, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not negotiate? No, that's great. I highly recommend negotiating and reaching out to customer services because they do, they want to keep you. So they are willing to work out a deal. Also, I, I want to say, this is making me sound like so stingy, but I would rather, Adobe does not need my extra $20 a month, but I would rather take that $20 and go to my local coffee shop across the street and tip the barista $5. Like mm-hmm. I am so generous with my like local and small businesses where I'm like, I know this $20 actually matters. But then when it's like big corporate, I'm like, "Mm, can I get my money back or like try to negotiate because they don't even notice $20. Yeah. And there's also more wiggle room for that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff with bigger companies. Yeah. That's kind of like their whole thing. Whereas a small business might be really going paycheck to paycheck. So, okay. Anything that's rapid fire actually worth it. I know that's a big part of the de-influencing trend. And when you were talking about the walking pad, one thing that I wrote down that was actually worth it, but still plays into this conversation. For me, I wanted a walking pad for a long time and they were so hot for a long time. They're like you said, they were $400 from the start, but I waited it out. I'm like, you know what? Let me see if I actually want this. I waited till it got less popular. And this summer, someone was selling a brand new walking pad on Facebook Marketplace for a hundred bucks. So I got my walking pad in the box from Facebook Marketplace for a hundred dollars because this lady basically didn't want hers. And she got it for free from work. They gave her like a stipend to buy stuff for her office and she didn't want it. So I feel like I capitalized on waiting for the trend to die down a little bit, really thinking about if I wanted it. And I saved myself like $300. No, that's such a good shout, especially for tech type of items, because there's always going to be another new iPhone, another new lighting gadget, a new camera. So if you're cool to just have like not the newest model, Mm -hmm. you can always find a tech deal because there's always going to be those people that have to have the latest, nicest, newest gadget and are going to be selling their old one because then they don't need it anymore. Backmarket.com. Guys, I am obsessed with this company. It's exactly what you said. It's tech that's used, but it's still literally last year, the year before 2019. Like it's the new tech that at this point, what has changed from like the newest iPad to the one two versions ago? I bought stuff. You bought stuff from them. So yeah. Definitely recommend. That's a great point for that too. And to ask yourself with tech stuff, like what you actually need, because Mm -hmm. the iPad that I bought from Facebook Marketplace, I didn't need every single thing on the iPad. I literally just need it to check my email and to like use Google Drive. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. it can literally, I don't know when they created iPads, but I'm like, it can be a 2002 iPad. I'm not using (laughs) it for anything. And so with tech stuff, like where is the category that you're like, no, maybe I do want the nicest thing. Like maybe your morning coffee is the best part of your 
your day. Fall out on the nicest coffee machine that you want and then use a couple-year-old iPhone if like your phone's not as important. That's so true. Okay, two other shouts that I saw were very big online and I think they're worth it. A scalp exfoliator. They're literally like $6. I've been exfoliating my scalp. It's like a little massager thing. It's literally, you just use it in the shower. And my hairdresser, the last time I came in, she said, oh my gosh, your hair is looking so much thicker, so much fuller. What have you been doing? And it's because I've been massaging my scalp. There's so much dead skin on your head that you don't get off from scrubbing. And also the rosemary hair oil that is growing everyone's hair. I've been using that for like six months. And that was also within the time that I saw my hairdresser. So any of my thinning girlies, (laughs) hair falling out, definitely make sure you're exfoliating your head and use those hair oils because the rosemary one, I wrote down the company name. Actually, I didn't. I'll link it in the show notes. But the one that was viral all over TikTok actually works. So 10 out of 10 recommend. That just dawned on me another problem with influencers is I'm not trying to put shade on influencers by any means. I've promoted products too. But usually from the time that you receive a product to the time that your content and your deliverables are due is not enough time to have actually experienced the benefits or the not benefits of a product. So you might be able to be like, oh my God, yeah, this hair oil, like it smells nice. The packaging is cute. But you're like, I don't really know what it's, if it's going to change my life. But everyone, as you said at the beginning, is always saying this is the best thing because that's what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And so it taints the best stuff because everyone is saying everything is the best or the most life-changing or how did I not live with this or how was I living with this before, et cetera, et cetera. And it's great if you can get a recommendation from someone who's had enough time. Like I love mm-hmm. following fewer influencers, but people that I'm like, I trust them because, you know, it's easy to follow so, so, so many. And I'm not saying I necessarily unfollow people. I'm probably following like 3000 people on like every platform, but I mute a lot of people because I'm like, I still want to support them. And like, if I go to their page, like I'll kind of binge it and throw a bunch of likes and comments. But in my day to day, when I'm scrolling, I don't want to just be like bombarded by this new thing. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it helps if you follow fewer or just mute a lot of those influencers that do a lot of promotions. And I know that's sad and I'm not trying to like cancel influencers by any means, but hopefully hopefully you know what I mean. Yeah. And I feel like there's 100% a way for influencers to do brand deals that are authentic and there's ways that it comes off inauthentic. So I think that's up to each of us to follow people that are, we believe, doing authentic brand deals and really vouching for products that they actually like or brands actually like, or if they're just taking what comes their way. So I think that's, yeah, that's up to you to decide. I think we could speak on that a little bit of how many we turn down. Like we have a lot of conversations about the brands that we work with. And most are ones that we have, like I had already done BetterHelp therapy before we had BetterHelp. Mm-hmm. I had already ordered HelloFresh ever since I even lived in my old apartment, like two apartments ago. Who else do we have? Newly. Um, newly <laughs> I've already been loved. using them. Yeah. And Pager, when we did the sponsorship with them, we jumped on like an hour call to like get to know that their team and really hear about it. So I feel like while we're on the topic, like we're trying to have as aligned partnerships as we can on this show. Yeah. And again, it's what you're talking about this before. It's kind of like the chicken and the egg. Unfortunately, as podcasts and as influencers, you have to do the paid partnerships to make the content. It's like, okay, well, you know, you can't have one without the other. So it's all about just trying your best to, yeah, like I said, be authentic and 
do what you actually say and actually vouch for products as you truly believe. But I think looping it back to what you said, yeah, something that I also have a problem with in the travel space as well is when people say, these are the best restaurants in Cleveland or something. It's like, wait, you've only been there three days. How do you know these are the best ones? They're just the three that you went to. So I think it's a problem with like all the different spaces. And again, it's just the social media culture that we live in. My stepbrother is actually the one who brought awareness to it because I used to say like, I had the best day or this was the best yoga class, et cetera, of those types of isms. And he was like, you have to start stop saying those words. And I was like, oh my God, I do do that. You're right. So I am consciously aware aware of it and we'll try to be like, this was such a great thing. I really enjoyed XYZ. And it's hard because I feel like you repeat what you hear in life. So we're always hearing like, this was the best trip. This was the best restaurant, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, also though, if I say something was like the best trip, I don't genuinely mean out of all of my trips, that was the best one. Like I sat there and I ranked them. So yeah, I, I see what your stepbrother's saying, but also language, it's nuanced. I feel like now it's just people say it is a synonym for great. But yeah, we did learn that in Tourism 101 that anytime we create content for one of our clients, they had a lot of different places within that country. So they would never let us use best. Like you can't say this is the best place for XYZ. It's like, oh, well now you're alienating all the other cities that... Yeah. So yeah, it is very interesting. Any things that you feel like deserve the hype? Because I feel like we want to be crediting the things that are truly good. No specific brand, but coconut oil. Mm. I just, that's like my number one favorite beauty product. Actually, number one, if I could have nothing else, I truly mean (laughs) it when I say the best, but like Mm -hmm. it's so versatile. It just moisturizes your whole skin, put it on your face, do a hair mask. It like adds a little bit of shine. Like even if you do your makeup, you can like add a little bit like to your lips or to your highlight. It's just the best. I don't know if that's what you were implying. I don't know about viral ones. Mm -hmm. I truly, in my tips to help, I put like unsubscribe from emails, mute big fast fashion brands, follow fewer influencers. I think I'm so much in the secondhand vintage world. And a lot of the influencers I do follow are like Grace Brinkley, who are big into the thrifting and, you know, secondhand fashion. So I really feel like my feed is not that salesy, to be honest, because I'm not also... I feel like beauty and makeup products are some of the most highly sold things, you know, in the in those videos. And I'm not a huge, unfortunately, because... I would, I would love to just have the knowledge of being good at hair and makeup without having to go through all of that. But I don't even know. No, for some reason, I think I'm just cursed and that TikTok is really pushing the shop. The, every single video, I swear, has TikTok shop on it. I don't know why. I think they really want me to buy something. So they're like <laughs> pushing it on me. Then they just know that they can't get you. So they didn't even try. It's so weird. I'm really trying to think of like, if I look around. Did you ever get like a um, an emotional support water bottle? Did you ever buy? Oh, I feel like, I don't know if you ever saw. Do you want to see my emotional support water bottle? Well, I won't. It's my, I went to Natural Grocers and I love an aesthetic glass water bottle. So I just bought Voss water because mm-hmm. it's like $3 for a big glass bottle. And now I refill it with my Brita every day. And if it breaks, okay, who cares? Or like if I lose it, it's just a Voss water bottle. And then it can just be recycled. This is great. Okay, cool. 
Any final thoughts? Actually, yes. This is my tip. The part of the reason why I don't want to buy all of the super trendy things is because annoyingly, I want to be different. And even when I was thrifting today, there was this really cute dress and it didn't have a tag on it. And so I was like, it probably is Shein because Shein, because I could tell it wasn't vintage. They like just don't have tags in a lot of things. And I'm like, see, the problem is I would actually like from the style of this dress, I would wear the dress. Like it was a very cute dress. And I was like, but then if someone asked me where the dress was from or like what brand it is, I'm not going to say Shein. Like I'm just not going to do it. I can't. I don't want to wear Shein and everything it represents. Even if it's secondhand, like sometimes I'll thrift Shein for like layering basics or something. But I was just like, I want to be different. And I don't, if this was like front page of Shein's website, I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't ever look at it. Mm -hmm. But it's way more fun to have your own sense of style and wear things that you actually like because you like them, not just because everyone else is liking them or they're trendy because it is so fucking validating when something becomes trendy and you're like, bro, I've been saying this. Like I made coconut oil pulling videos years ago. I've had a secondhand shop for years and it's almost, I'm so happy, but it's almost frustrating now when I'm like, yo, I've been saying these things. But then at least like I can know that like I was doing all of that because I genuinely liked it. I'm not promoting, I'm not making a coconut oil pulling video now to try to sell you the trending fucking coconut oil that everyone is trying to sell. I was just telling you to do it because it saves you money from having to go to the dentist or buy all the latest toothpaste and whatever. And if you kind of decide to hop off the trends and switch to developing your own style, it's just really, I don't know, encouraging and will fill you up when you're rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Even this jacket that I'm wearing right now just reminds me of that is my grandpa's vintage cigarette company jacket. And literally every single time I wear it, I get compliments. Like I wore it to a Cardinals game because it's red and white. And I think I had 10 people come up and be like, that's a cool jacket. And I couldn't buy this anywhere. It was gifted to my grandpa like 60 years ago, 50 years ago. It says Kirkpatrick on it. So embracing the uniqueness. And I think we are very lucky to live in this time where being unique with like your clothes and doing secondhand things is deemed cool. And I think we said that on the podcast before. But so like embrace the time that we're in that you can do your own thing. And it's just as cool, if not cooler, than all the new things and all the trends that are happening. So I think exactly. We can end on and that tying note. up with that, the resale value of cool ass things like that, like that jacket, you could sell on eBay or Depop or something for probably like a hundred bucks because it's so unique. So that drives up demand. It's awesome. Not everyone has it. But if you buy from fast fashion brands when it was twelve dollars to start with, there's no resale value. So you're never gonna get your money back. But if you invest in linen, wool, timeless tech, really high quality furniture. But the more you can prioritize like quality investment purchases, and I know that they're maybe like a little more expensive at the time, but they don't always have to be because if you're utilizing things like thrift stores, borrowing, Facebook marketplace, you can really find some amazing stuff. Oh, I remembered what I was going to say earlier when I had to go check on something. When I posted that 1404 was opening, I made an Instagram story saying, hey, I really need a chandelier and a huge rug if anyone has one. And I posted two photos of kind of what I was looking for immediately, like within 30 minutes, I had someone say, I have a vintage chandelier in my basement, took it down from my living room, don't need it anymore. You can have it. And another friend that was like, yep, moving, don't need this rug anymore. And they were happy for it to go to a good home. 
I was happy to have these items. So it's also fostering a sense of community. Like I had the girl whose chandelier it was. I remember she came in one time and then like made Instagram stories and she was like, guys, like this is my chandelier. And it's fun when you get to pass something along to someone else. Like your grandpa would be hyped to know that you wore that jacket to this Cardinals game and got all these compliments. Like that's way cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're feeling like the pressure to keep up with the Joneses or to keep buying new, new, new is really getting to you, we're here to be the voice of reason and to tell you that it's okay to not buy the newest fur coat, the newest XYZ, whatever it is. Embrace what you have. Embrace what your community can provide for you. Literally stole this from my grandparents' house. Like embrace what is not as expensive, honestly, and not contributing to you having $0 from your bank account. Yeah, because we want you guys to feel good about your financial health and wellness. And that goes into a lot of things. And we want you to be able to pay off your student loans, pay off your car, your house Mm -hmm. to support the small businesses, brands, creators that you love. And so we're just, we're not trying to tell you not to do any of those things, but just to be mindful about the places where you do spend money. Because if you're a normal person, you probably have a finite amount of it. I wish I wish we all were so abundant that we all had billions of dollars to spend on whatever we wanted. But the reality is we probably don't. So we have to make smart choices. And I feel like just no one says this because it doesn't sell. There's nothing to sell. We don't have mm-hmm. anything to really recommend to be like, hey, don't spend money. Like the reason all the other stuff sells is because they actually have a product or a service that they can capitalize off of giving you that experience or service for. And there's nothing to really be gained by telling people, hey, be mindful about how much money you're spending this holiday season. So that's why you don't see it, I feel like. Yeah. And again, to wrap it up, there are amazing things out there. We hope that you can find the people on the internet or in your real life that can give you the real and raw recommendations. Use your critical thinking. Just be aware. I feel like you said at the beginning, awareness is what's going to help you. And let things sit in your cart, put something in your cart, do a big shopping spree, leave it there, come back 40 hours later. If you still want that stuff, sure, get some of it. You know, just being aware of what your habits are and finding good ways to make some swaps, trying out more sustainable things that are just going to keep you happy, healthy, thriving for many years to come. For many years to come. Yes, that will last the test of time, both trend-wise and quality-wise. Mm-hmm. Okay, amazing. Damn. I just really want to reiterate, I'm just preaching at the entire industry, society at large. Like, please do not feel like I'm coming for anyone if you like buy stuff. Like, I truly do not care on a personal level. This Same. is just a topic I am very passionate about. Otherwise, I wouldn't have foregone a career to open a secondhand shop to sell things with $10 profit margins. I do it because <laughs> I care. <laughs> so cares. please take any of my passion as just that. Just passion. As passion. It's not yeah. judgment. It's not no. judgment. No, I don't see it as judgment. And I hope that everyone knows that for agreements, it's not personal. It's not personal. And it's not your fault that the world that we have to pay so much money to exist on earth. It's not our fault. (laughs) No, it's not your fault. Okay, well, we hope everyone has a great week, a great rest of your day. And hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll catch you guys on another episode of Already Friends. Bye. Bye. 
Okay, wait, really quick before you go, if you want a chance to be the Artie Friends Listener of the Week, we have something for you. Leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And for bonus entries, there's so many ways to support our show. Share about us on your Instagram story, engage with us over on TikTok, post on our Facebook group, join the Patreon page, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to send that rating and review to our Instagram page, Artie Friends Podcast, and we pick a new Listener of the Week every Wednesday. We'll send you a $10 Visa gift card if you win, just as a way of saying thank you to buy you a coffee, buy you a sweet little treat, whatever you want. Thanks again, you guys. We appreciate you so, so much. And we'll catch you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.